So again, today's case is the case of Vanessa George. Now I spoke about Vanessa George in the last case I did, which was Helen McCall, Helen's Law. And Vanessa George is a female paedophile. She was a member of a paedophile gang. And the paedophile gang that she was a member of was made up mainly of women. Also, these women who are in this gang were not in any way pushed into it. And it makes it quite clear in this case. Women are as much offenders as men when it comes to sexual abuse and paedophiles. There is that no one, you know, they had free will here. They knew what they was doing. And what makes this more shocking is they were doing it for sexual gratification. Now, Vanessa George, she used to work in a nursery, but before she worked in the nursery, she was um, working as a um, teaching assistant in a school for many years. Now, you may know this case either as Vanessa George case, or you may know this case as the um, 2009, I think, Plymouth child abuse case. But this case involves multiple people, mainly George and some others, and I'll name them as we come along um, in this case. But all of these, four women and one man, are all paedophiles in their own right. And no one made them do anything. There was no influence here of anything. So this case, with the details I've already told you, if this case is not for you, then turn off now. So let's start with Vanessa George herself, shall we? There's nothing in Vanessa's background from childhood that would have made her do anything like this, not that we could have found. She was, I think her father and um, was a worker. He was a good man. It sounds he was a ship builder. She come from not poverty or anything else like that. She had a good upbringing, a normal upbringing. She um, then sort of got married. She had been married about 20 years at the time of her arrest. She had two teenage children at the time of her arrest. She worked, as I said, in this nursery and she had worked there for three years. And this nursery was attached to a school and it was a private nursery attached to a primary school. So she had access to majority of children but the children that she looked after and abused were the ages between two and five. Um, <clears throat> she, as she, she was overweight, and I think this, and she says this herself, it's not me saying this, she's weighed about 19 stone, but this girl was known as a bubbly, happy, outgoing girl. Actually, a lot of people have said, life and soul of the party, this girl was lots of friends, lots and lots of work colleagues that loved her. You had children that thought she was this cuddly, lovely teacher, you know, in this kindergarten, in this nursery environment. You had parents that called her the angel. She was such an angel because she was so good to these children. She used to babysit for extra money for local people and friends with their children because everyone liked her. She had no criminal record at all. And so she was allowed to work with children because there was nothing 
there to stop her. And she had built up a reputation, first of working in another school as this teaching assistant and then moved to early childhood. And you have to wonder why. So we have this married woman now, maybe a bit frustrated with being married 20 years. You know, if you've been married 20 years, I can understand that you may want to go online and chat and have a, you know, um, you know, get away from everything. You've got teenage kids and stuff. I do these videos. So, you know, we do something, don't we, that um, takes our mind off everyday life. But you see, Vanessa George didn't do that. She went on Facebook to find people. First of all, I think it was innocent, to tell you the truth. I think she's always been a paedophile, but a lot of people, you know, as I've said before about this mask of sanity, what you see from the outside and what you get inside, totally different things. And a lot of people can hold that back. Even serial killers can hold that back before it, or in the end the mask starts to crack and out comes this monster. Now this girl is pure evil. I think it started when she must have been frustrated or something. I'm, I, this, I'm only surmising, this is just theory, because her life, unless she was doing this and we didn't know, there's, there's probably that, and, and that's probably as, as big as, you know, percentage as, as her not doing it before. I don't, I don't think there's much difference between whether she may have been abusing the children that she was looking after, I don't know, before that. She's never admitted it, but then she wouldn't. So she's gone online, she started up then talking to people, people she knew, and then new people she knew. She'd become infatuated with this um, life, this online life. You know, finding it really difficult even then to go to work because she just loved this online life. She was infatuated with Facebook. Couldn't come off it. So her family life, I suppose, started to... Um, they started to feel alienated from her because she was spending so much time online and not working, just just doing chatting and, and stuff like that, or so they fall. Plus she had two phones. One was called her fun phone, and the other one was her business phone, her work phone, her normal phone, where she talked to her husband or friends or, you know, the normal phone. The fun phone, as she calls it, was where she would then chat to people like-minded, like herself. And I think this is where now the issues really started to come out and her true personality now starts to come through. She first met on there Colin Blanchford. Now, Colin was also married, another part of the UK, because we've got five different parts of the UK going on here. Uh, different counties. Colin Blanchford, he was uh, married, uh, two children, uh, married for 16 years. He had a very good lifestyle, actually. Uh, not as good as he liked people to think it was, and we'll go into that in a little while. But he had this lifestyle, you know, big semi-detached house, and he would go abroad and, and, and have to do some work abroad and come back and stuff. And he, um, <laughs> he's, when you look at him, from the outside, it's another one that you think, oh, they're doing well, they're doing okay. But when you speak to the neighbours, and when the neighbours spoke about this man, they called him everything. They said he was a fantasist, 
he would tell them now this is when you know there's something psychologically wrong with this man it's when I tell you this he was such a fantasist that he told them he had his own jet and that he would fly the Liverpool football team to Dubai and all around the world in his jet he would then brag about his 50 inch TVs he's got put it all over Facebook look what I've got look what I've got he even had palm trees craned in to his garden then he said he was a filmmaker well aren't we all filmmakers but he earned millions and millions even though he lived in this detached house what well, wasn't worth millions but a few years prior to this case coming out so now we know sort of his personality you know and I think actually I'm, I'm going to say it the neighbours actually called him Billy Bullshitter or Del Boy a lot of them called him now Del Boy comes from Only Fools and Horses it's a character isn't it and it's a fantastic show Only Fools and Horses I love it um, but I don't even think Del Boy was um, that bad at, at, at his fantasist um, lifestyle um, he was someone that actually the neighbours didn't like and always found quite strange because of these stories he would tell plus he worked and he would go abroad a lot and several years prior to this arrest in 2009 of these paedophile gang he had been abroad and as he was coming through customs and excise seized his computer as they do you know you can hide drugs or anything in him they seized his computer and checked his computer and they found on them indecent images of children so this was several years prior to him meeting Vanessa George online um, as usual in this country he was given like a you know, slap on the wrist you know don't do that because he only downloaded them you see he only downloaded images indecent images of children being abused he didn't then go off and distribute them out but let's make it quite clear about indecent images of children these are not cartoons these are not drawings these are taken of real children being abused so how this man just got a slap on the wrist for this I don't know they put him on the child sex register um, and after a few years you know it's forgotten about really five years later 2007 really that was it he was he was done you know cautioned put on the register and forgotten about but in the meantime you see this man continued on now not only then to download but to abuse so this Colin Blanchard he I think lived in Rochdale at the time of his arrest and he started then to have this conversation online with Vanessa George and as I say at first it started off I suppose normally and then they started to get into their fantasies because you know he's a fantasist and a paedophile so they start talking about their fantasies and then all of a sudden of course she's in the perfect position you know in her job with this access to these children so then they start talking about indecent images how they're going to get them what they're going to do in graphic terms really 
Now, there was never anything put directly on Facebook itself, or else they would have been caught a lot earlier. Facebook would not allow this sort of content to go on their open site. But I think it started on there, or we know it started on there, this conversation. But then they start moving to the dark web to other places where they can then talk and share this information out. And there, there is no way that um, you can put up indecent images of children on Facebook and get away with it. So we know that didn't happen. But it was the content they started to talk about. So as things got worse, as things then become, you know, they escalated, these people then wanted more and more. And of course, you know, Vanessa George was such a willing participant because she actually loved it, that not only did she take 64 photos, or actually not 64 photos, about 300 photos, what they know of, of children within this nursery, very young children. And then he took photos as well of him abusing. So he went from someone that was just downloading to now being the abuser as well. And it looked like they was in competition with each other. Who could create the most graphic, horrific photos? Now I said before that Vanessa George had two teenage children. They were both girls. Now, she did produce, you know, and entice and do things with this child. I think she was 14 at the age, sexually, to her own child. We know that. She then done things to these children in this nursery where she was at that stage, and this is 2008 or 7 to, to 8, leading up to her arrest, where she worked in this private nursery attached to this school with colleagues that loved her. She'd worked there three years, life and soul, everyone trusted her. She then began to take the children in and change their nappies on her own. Uh, you can't do that anymore, so let's make that quite clear. Um, she would then abuse them with stuff that she found around in the nursery, items that she found in the nursery. She would also bring in sex toys with her to this nursery and abuse these children with that. She also was allowed to have a phone, and I think in them days she was, but she definitely had her phone, where she would record her abuse on these children, extreme abuse, on very young children. She'd never show their faces, ever, in any of the photographs, there was no faces, because it was then much more difficult to find out who these children were, <clears throat> and whether it was a lot of the same children she was abusing, or many different children, and that's made this very difficult. So in the end, she was charged with 64 different charges to do with sexual um, uh, indecent images of children and sexual abuse of children within this nursery. And where they were swapping these photos around, other people then started to come in to this group. But I think first we'll go back now to how these were caught and how then we can describe about the others. So um, Colin Blanchard, as I said, he worked and he used to go abroad a lot um, for his work. Um, but this man, 
was so confident in himself, you know, not to get caught, even though he's been caught once before with indecent images of children. He used his work computer and they thought because of his flamboyant lifestyle that he was saying, you know, this fantasist, they actually thought that he was stealing from the company, actually. So when he went off on one of his business trips, the computer was there. So they searched the computer, which they're allowed to do because it was a work computer, for evidence of him stealing money from the company. And what they found was extreme child pornography at the highest category. They couldn't believe it. They, they, with one thing they've said, they didn't believe that that was him. They really did feel that he was just stealing from this company. They immediately called the police uh, and the police were brought in. They analyzed his computer and when he stepped back off the plane from Dubai, um, he was arrested immediately and straight away, straight away, he gave up Vanessa George. Don't forget, they've only ever met online. So now they've got all these photos of these children with no faces on them to find these children. All they had though was a photo that Vanessa George had sent Colin with the nursery badge on it, saying what the nursery was. And that's how they found her. So again, she had no criminal record. He did, and it was only by accident, but because of his way he was, that his company thought it was stealing, but they never thought they wasn't looking for that. So she would never have been caught unless he had been caught. So it took her about, it took them about a week, I think, to track her down. Um, the nursery was immediately closed for investigation. Um, she was then charged, I think, with 64 um, counts of child abuse and stuff for these children in there. But as I said, there's probably more. They know there's more. They can't identify these children. It made it very, very difficult, and it still has. And this has left the parents of this nursery and the parents of the people that allowed her to babysit issues now because they can't, they wouldn't know. She always went for children that couldn't tell. Very, very young children. Um, the police state in their investigations of how disturbing these images was. You see, not only was they um, distributing these images of children, they were also graphic, graphic images of what they would do with animals sexually, so bestiality. And it seemed to be the more extreme, the better as if they were in some competition of who can do the worst extreme acts, either on a child or on an animal. It was terrible. And this included um, Vanessa George's own children. So as now police are starting to search this case, really looking, investigating this case, because usually when you find one paedophile, you'll find many, because you can track them back. 
but these people didn't even try and hide anything. Now, at the same time, when they were still talking, there was another woman they were talking to, um, and her name was Angela um, Allen. And I think she was from Nottingham, Nottingham or near Nottingham, um, and she was a mother in her late 30s, the same as is all of them were actually in the late 30s. And she had two children. Now she was an ex-prostitute um, many years ago and she was also had charges of dishonesty against her, so it could have been fraud related, but it's just dishonesty, that's all I could really find about her. Um, so even though when George and uh, both of them was called, Vanessa and um, Colin were called, this woman knew they was caught. But she didn't hide any evidence. When they went in her property to search her property, it's all there. It was all there. Plus, the house was terrible, filthy, terrible. These poor children, and you know the police have stated it was terrible, terrible, terrible. But she had no made no attempt at all to hide anything, and actually, she was. She didn't abuse as many. Hers were babies. So she was, you know, adding her bit in. And as I said, it, it was like a competition with these three, especially. They really started then to try and outdo each other when it come to who can do the grossest deeds to a child. What photographs can I outdo you because I've done this? that's what it really looks like and I think how they sort of describe it it was this competition and it was all done for sexual gratification I think the police in this investigation when they talk about Angela Allen talk about her as the most sinister and evil of them all really she she talks about rape and raping animals. And she films herself raping animals. And um, as I said, babies. She, I, I don't, and this is what I think, this really affected, I think, these police officers within this investigation, because I don't think they'd ever seen anything as graphic. I mean, they've seen a lot, believe it. You know, this um, police officer investigate, you know, sexual abuse like this have seen a lot and so for them to say these were graphic this was probably one of the most graphic they've ever seen you can really imagine what this woman was like so now we have Colin we have Vanessa we have Angela and now we have Tracy Lyons now Tracy Lyons was a mother of nine from Portsmouth yes a mother of nine now she was charged and she was part of this group and she was distributing, you know, I think sending photos and getting photos, whatever, you know, the same as the rest of them really. I think she was um, pled guilty in March 2010 to assaulting a child by penetration, uh, sexual assault um, of a child under the age of 13, causing a child under the age of 13 to engage in sexual activity um, and three offences of distributing indecent images, uh, indecent photographs of children. So that's Tracy Lyons and then the fifth member of this paedophile ring which we know of which which they've said um, is a lady called Tracy uh, Druber now she's a care worker 
Now, there's not a lot of difference from a child to an elderly person when it comes to vulnerability. <laughs> and this is why when you're on the sex offenders, sex offenders register, you cannot work with either of them groups because the danger to them from a perpetrator like this, from either one of these groups, is high. So <laughs> she worked as a care support worker and she came from, um, I think, Merseyside. She was found guilty of one count of sexually abusing a baby. Another one that liked the babies. So I think um, Vanessa George, she was charged with, I think really, her, it was indecent um, images of children between the ages of two and five um, from this children's nursery. As I said, there was other images, but they couldn't see who they were. Um, and so <laughs> it's not very good. Um, and she worked and also she, um, I think, also took pictures, sexual pictures and indecent images um, of her own child or 14 year old daughter. Um, the police don't believe that any of these images were then sent out to more than that, but they can't be sure and you wouldn't, you wouldn't really know, really. I think they've gone through all their computers and phones and stuff, but they could have done it from someone else, you don't know. But for now, I think the police thought that that was it. But they do know there was more sort of victims, but they just couldn't. It was really hard to identify these victims because they was all very careful not to show faces. And actually, Vanessa George was arrested at that nursery. They walked straight in there and got her out there and then, and that nursery was closed. And now that nursery is no longer there. It's now run by the school, I think. It's another organisation that run it, but the school now that it's attached to actually has a lot to do with that nursery and the management of um, child protection. But as I say, child protection, when it comes to nurseries and stuff like that, since 2009, of course, and since this case, has changed a lot. There's now lots of things you can't do. This would, or should, never happen again because really the safeguards are in place is that this can't really happen again. You should not be able to be on your own with a child, even in a daycare center. You should not be able to change a child's underwear or go and change a child's nappy on your own. So there's safeguards in place now. So please don't be um, too put off about putting your kids into nursery now. It's not the same as it was then. There's lots and lots of safeguards and now actually probably so many safeguards that you know you can't even touch these children really. I think on the 15th of December 2009 Vanessa George was given an indeterminate sentence really and was told that she would have to serve at least seven years, seven years, um, um, with the provision that she must prove that she um, is safe and safe to go out into the public before she would get parole. Um, that was 2009 when she was sentenced. Um, <clears throat> she was also, as I said, in the last video that we've done about Helen's Law, this girl was released in 2019. She, the parole considered her application and so she was freed after 10 years. So she was really the instigator and really one of the most serious, um, seriously charged within this 
case, I think apart from um, Colin uh, Blanchford, he got a little bit longer. But, you know, this is a paedophile. This is a, a sexual offender of children, of very young children and her own children. And she got seven years. Extended, I think, up. So I think she was released after 10 because she told the parole board that, you know, she had had all this counselling to give her back her self-confidence and she'd lost three stone. And now she thought she was capable of going out into the public. Um, again, never been allowed to work with children again. Actually, she's never allowed access to um, online access of any kind or if she breaches that, she will be put back into um, prison because she would have breached her parole rules. Now, <laughs> let's talk about now Angela Allen, who pleaded guilty to distributing um, indecent images of children, and she had four counts of sexual assault against her, uh, and these all involved children. So Angela Allen was given, I think on the 15th of December, um, she was also given an indeterminate sentence of five years, but she was released after four, back out into the community this mother of two. And on the 10th of January 2011, uh, Colin Blanchard was released, uh, was sorry, given an indeterminate sentence again uh, of at least nine years. And then two other members of the paedophile ring, Tracy Dubra and Tracy Lyons were sentenced to four years and seven years respectively. Tracy Lyons was released from prison in October 2011, nine months after her conviction, having spent two years in prison. Her release was, was condemned by um, Child Protection uh, Charity Kidscape. Uh, and their spokesman Claude is stating that in, in this early release <laughs> was a betrayal really of the victims and their families who still suffering till this day, because they know what happened to some of their children, because there's no faces. You had a lot of people who had their children in this nursery that don't know whether their child was abused or not. And I think this is where Helen's Law really comes into this. And Helen's Law is about nobody, no parole, when it comes to murder um, and where the victim has not been found. But it also comes in to where people like Vanessa George, um, Colin, Tracy, Angela, all these, where they took photos, and especially Vanessa George, of children, hid their faces so you couldn't identify them. Also not saying if there's other perpetrators out there, only really admitting to any evidence that they could actually prove, that the investigation could prove. So Helen's Law, what it says in Helen's Law is that perpetrators like this should not be released out of prison until they tell the whole truth about their crimes and their victims. That's what Helen's Law was about. And this case, really, all of these people now are out. All of them. They're out on the streets. So when we talk about, you know, crime 
and punishment, if you want to say. I have to agree with some of these um, charities, like Kidscape and all this, but it's saying it's, you know, what message are you sending out there? You know, what are you saying about the victims? Because really, in any case, the victim is the most important person that we should consider, but we don't. And it's really a you know terrible state, really, when you think about what we're in, because we have so many of these crimes now. And this case highlights that these crimes and these perpetrators are not just men. They are women. And they look like me and you. Remember, Vanessa George, she's an angel. That's how she was described by the parents of the children that she was abusing. Life and soul of the party, great friend, great neighbour, by the people that knew her and her work colleagues. You'll never know, we never know the extent of all of their um, crimes, really. And they made sure of that by hiding them children's faces. So Vanessa George now goes by the name, I think, of Hazel when she's out there somewhere. She dyes her hair from blonde to brown. But you can change anything here, can't you? We can all dye our hair and everything. But what that girl can't change is what's inside her. And it's that support that we've got to worry about. So I hope you found this case interesting. 